back to the No Haters Club. I am so excited, though, because today I have Caroline on the podcast, and she is just one of the coolest people ever, so I cannot wait to dive into this conversation with her. Um, I really want you guys to hear her story, but she may or may not have something to do with politics and being super young and just doing amazing things that most people don't even achieve in their lifetime. So I'm super excited to talk with her and welcome to the No Haters Club, Caroline. Thank you so much, Claudia. Oh my goodness, I cannot express to you how excited I am to be on here today having a conversation with you. I have been following you for I don't even know how long. It's been a while. And every time I see you on my For You page or on my Instagram, I just look at her and I see, wow, she has the joy of the Lord all over her. She has such a special anointing, such a calling on her life to reach people for Jesus. It's so, so evident in everything that you do. Even if you're not talking about Jesus, Claudia, even if you're just making like a silly little TikTok showing Mm -hmm. your OOTD or whatever, it is so, so obvious to see that you have the joy of the Lord all over you. And so to everyone listening, I mean, I just feel so honored to be here with her. And I I know that you guys are just honored to to be listening in on this conversation, to be following along with her content, because she's truly, you are on fire for the Lord. You are truly just an absolute joy bomb. And it is a pleasure to follow you. It is a pleasure to keep up with you. I have to admit, I have been praying for you for weeks now before you asked me to come onto the podcast every time I see one of your videos I'm not making this up I'm like Lord just bless her just give her the strength to keep going because it is truly you are just you're killing it you're amazing and um I know you guys listening we're not lucky enough to be a part of our conversation before we started recording (laughs) but I feel like I've known her for a lifetime you were just such a special person and it's just I really feel like the Lord has connected us so I'm so excited for this Oh my goodness. That's so encouraging. Like where are the tissues? I'm going to need some. That's, (laughs) that is genuinely, no, that's, that's really sweet. It's, it's really good sometimes to just be encouraged. And like, I never, like, I don't think I've gotten that like really from anybody on the podcast before. So that's just, that's so awesome. And I appreciate that. I've definitely felt your prayers the last few weeks. And so thank you so much. I have been thrilled to have you on the podcast as well. I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways. Um, Even just before, like we've messaged each other before on social media and stuff, but even just like before hitting record I felt like we already had like a mini podcast um it's so it's so much fun um but I think it would be fun just for my listeners to get to know you a little bit more so let's just start out with fun little simple things tell us what are the little things in life that you enjoy doing that you enjoy that make you happy that maybe your platform doesn't even see on a regular day so like Caroline wakes up This is, whether it's your perfect day, whether it's just like, oh my goodness, I'm going to get to do this today. I love doing this. What are the things that really make you happy? That is such a good question, Claudia. There are so many things that I enjoy. I mean, truly, like when you're walking with the Lord, life just becomes a hundred times better. And when you get into his word, it feels like life becomes a movie. Like, I know that sounds super cheesy, but it's so true. And he just keeps showing up in the most amazing ways. I love to read my Bible. I know that's such a basic Christian answer, but like, even though it's hard sometimes to get into the word, like it's one of my favorite things to do. Once I actually sit down, I love getting into the word. I love talking to Jesus, but I really, really love to write songs. I really, really love worship music. And as I've been praying the last few weeks, specifically like this week, I I went on a trip to Charleston and I don't want to go down like a whole rabbit trail here. So I'll try to keep it No. But I was talking to my mom before I went and I'm like, 
I just, I want you to join me in praying because I want new vision for my life. I want new direction. I want new goals, new dreams, because I feel like, you know, even though I've, I've been able to do so much um, with the Lord, I'm like, I just want to do more for the kingdom. And I don't really know what that entails. And let me just tell you, like, I, I went to Charleston for like three days and the whole trip, like I felt like the Lord was just, he kept downloaded in my spirit, all of these new visions, all these new dreams. Like when you pray, you know, God shows up. And honestly, Claudia, I came back here and I've been more excited to write songs than ever before. Wow. Um, I've never shown that on my platform, but I have been playing music since I was seven, writing songs. And so I really, truly believe like, I know I'm in politics and stuff, but the key to restoring America more so than any election is Jesus, is revival. Revival does something that no president could do. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't go vote. I'm not saying that at all. But so I've been, I mean, I kind of got on a route for a little sorry. Um, but yeah, I love writing music. I hope to be sharing more of that online. Uh, I used to be cheerleader, so I love to tumble and like stretch and that kind of thing. Um, I know I'm 17, but if you want to make my day, you take me to a trampoline park. I <laughs> love that. Uh, so those are just a few things that I love. And I have a miniature schnauzer named Smitty and he's like, he's my bestie. I love him so much, but yeah, that's, that's really, those are just a few things that I love doing. And I don't really share a whole lot of that online. So the trampoline park, I totally get you. I'm also <laughs> 17. I'm a kid at heart. I literally was scrolling through TikTok today and I saw this TikTok of these, apparently there's a place called like Kidslandia or whatever it's called and it's a little miniature town that you go like a theme park it's a miniature town and they're just trampolines throughout the whole town it looks like a video game I I want to go I need to go to this thing like my kid at heart loves it so I get you with the trampoline stuff and I yeah let's do let's do it (laughs) let's do it um I had no clue that you wrote songs though and that you love to worship that's just that's cool like I feel like when I do these podcasts I get to learn more about people and just what they're like my goal is like I get to interact with these awesome people and I'm like I want my other people my other listeners and followers to see what these people are like because like so often the world tells us niche down and just find this one thing that you're passionate out about and one thing that you're good at um but one thing that I really like focus on on my podcast like the listeners who've been here for a while they know this but like I know that God created us with all of our talents for a purpose to fill a specific hole and so like he doesn't just say oh I want you to only pick the fashion niche I want you to only pick the Mm -hmm. influencer niche or like the politics niche he's like no like I want you to be you and show up as you every day and then go impact the people around you so I absolutely I love that so drop tell us I think Spotify rap just came out I don't know if you have Spotify or Apple music or anything um but tell us some worship songs worship artists that you've been enjoying listening to oh goodness uh how long do we have I'm just kidding (laughs) Uh, okay so I love Brandon Lake Brandon Lake is my favorite ever his new album Code of Many Colors I'm pretty sure I listened to it like more than anything else ever I, I was just listening to it this morning actually and I love that album. I love every single song on that album. Um, he, he has one song with Benjamin Hastings. And I think that's how you say his name. I'm not for sure. But it's called... And he's Mo- good too. Really good. He's really good. Um, there's a song called Turnaround. There's a song called Adoption Song. My favorite is called Code of Many Colors. You've probably heard it. It's really, really good. Um, Sean Foyt. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. But he started this movement back in 2020 when the government was you know, saying the churches needed to be shut down due to COVID. And like, it was just kind of ridiculous. 
um, totally, you know, an infraction on our freedom. Well, Sean Foy, he's a worship leader. He used to be with Bethel. He came out and said, no, we're going to keep worshiping. You're not going to shut the church down. You're not going to, you know, forbid us from gathering together. Uh, no way. So he went out on the San Francisco bridge and he started like, he brought his guitar, went live on Instagram and said, you know, y'all meet us out here if you want to come worship. And it started this whole movement called Let Us Worship. And he's been around. Now he's going to like every single capital in America. We're wow. ending it next year in Washington DC just like trying to bring revival around you know the nation and not just our nation but other nations so all that to say I listen to his albums a lot I love his albums he has one song called this is who my god is and highly highly recommend the lyrics are just so good but yeah I mean there are so many so many artists I ask I love music I'm always down for good music recommendations who do you love to listen to the most like what's who I gotta know this Okay, so it totally depends on the genre, what vibe I'm feeling. So whenever we're talking about Christian praise and worship, um, I think it's so funny by Spotify, not my Spotify rap, my Apple Music rap totally spoke for itself. Um, <laughs> but I used to be such a hater, not like an actual hater, like I love their music, but I was such a hater of Maverick City because I was like, their songs are just too long and I don't like them because it's a seven minute song. And now <laughs> Maverick City was my number two artist mm -hmm. simply because... There are a few songs that, like, I will listen because it's, like, my mind needs that over and over yes, and over. Message. Like, there's a song called Wait On You, and that has been my Oh, anthem. I know. That song is good. <laughs> yeah, it has been my anthem this year to the point where, like, there's a part in the end that it's, like, it just starts, like, preaching, like, Isaiah 40, 31, I believe. Um, and it's just, like, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, stuff like that. And it's just over and over. And I just need that meditative. So like, I love listening to that in the background, especially because it's just like so life-giving. So I love, I love, um, if we're talking like worship music, totally love Maverick City, Elevation Worship. I also love, I really like Abby Gamoa. I think that's how you say her name. She typically does a lot of stuff with Upper Room. And oh I did not really know about her as much until some of my like worship, like leader friends, um, started posting about her and I was like oh my goodness like I gotta try her I love Brandon Lake I love Cody Carnes Cody Carnes oh my goodness Cody like so good so good right. so um even sometimes Bethel music like I feel like it depends on my vibe now if we're going to Christian rap I got the whole lineup <laughs> going because like obviously you love Lecrae KB and stuff like that but I have really been enjoying these female Christian rappers Oh my word! Like yeah, I, I, I'm not like super big into Christian rap. I haven't like tried. I feel like I could get into it. No, like I get you because there are some Christian rap songs that I'm like, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm like, this just doesn't hit the same. Like the no. beat is just not as good. So I get it, but that's why I have like, I have made it my mission. Like I want to find Christian rap songs that don't sound like the negative stereotype of Christian rap. So mm. that's why I really like Holby. I like Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, um, there's another dude. I forget what he's called, but there's a song called Father Abraham that's really good. The The female ones that I really, really like is there's a girl named Portia Love and then Wande. And Wande is kind of like the pioneer. Yeah, I've heard of her. So um, anyway, I like those. I'll have to like link my, <laughs> link my music. Yes, please do. Now I'm like, after we get done, can you please text mm -hmm. me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I do, like, I've really been enjoying worship music. And the fact that like my Apple music like came back, it was like, so basically all of your top artists are Christian. And then Olivia Rodrigo. It's just like, chilling <laughs> <down there. laughs> I, know. I was. <laughs> I thought we were into the mix. But it's 
Oh my goodness. That's great. Yeah. Here in Nashville, like everybody loves Morgan Wallen so yeah. much. Like I can only imagine like all the country music that you have that you're yeah. in. <laughs> so much. And it's so funny because for the longest time I just hated country music. And now I'm like, yeah. I'm warming up to it. I know that people are going to hate me for that. Like I understand you can be a hater to me for that because that was a bad take. But, but I'm starting to like it more. I'm starting to like get used to it. So I really do. I really like it. Um, Now a few artists, but I'm picky about the artists that I do have. Yeah, so. me, me too. And like, I'm really like, like, I think what you're kind of talking about earlier, like the lyrics do really matter. So I try not to, you know, I think music is soul food. So mm-hmm. I try not to, if that makes sense, I try not to feed yeah. my spirit, feed my soul with a bunch of crappy music and crappy lyrics, but because it really does matter. Like yeah. you said, sometimes you just need those words, need that truth spoken over you and spoken over your life, like in your mind. And like that goes for secular music too. Like if you, it does affect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree because it's like one thing God's really been teaching me recently is what like there are times I'll look at my life and be like, oh my goodness, like I hate the effects of what I'm living in. Like, why am I always anxious? And why am I always sad and depressed? And whatever it is, why am I always like, even physically, like, oh my goodness, I have all these headaches. I have all this stress. And I'm, and one thing God's really been teaching me is like, okay, Claudia, you don't like these side effects. You're blaming it on me because you're like, you're not doing what you're supposed to. And he's like, yeah, but what are you spending your most time doing, listening to, watching? And it's like, he's got me in check because there have been a few times I'm like you're right when I have a free moment I'm not spending it like contemplating the goodness of God I'm spending it scrolling on social media when I have a free moment like I'm not actually putting God as like oh my goodness my default setting is spending time with God having that relationship my default setting is like oh I could go listen to this cool podcast or this music and like what you listen to what you receive like all of that media that is what effects you're going to be living in. So like, if you don't like the effects you're living in, I would totally like recommend change where your focus is. Cause I feel like that, that just, that just changes it all. The other thing that I was wanting to ask you as well is I really want to get to know just your story, how you got to where you are now. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you do now in politics and a little bit about your story of just how you got there. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, I would love to share that with you because it's kind of crazy. Honestly, Claudia, I remember a conversation that I had with my mom. I was probably like 13, maybe. And we were like leaving Walmart and, and I was, we were talking about something like some story that was in the news and like, I did not care at all about politics at that point. And I had gotten really, really fired up about it. It had something to do with like prayer in schools and I just went on and on and on because even though I wasn't passionate about politics I've always been passionate about um about being a Christian about my faith because I've grown up in church my granddad I think we can kind of relate on this because you said your dad's a pastor yeah and my grandfather's too my granddad's a pastor (laughs) that's crazy and so like I've always been super super passionate about Jesus and um but I was just going on and on about this story and I'll never forget it. My mom, she like stopped in her tracks. She looked at me and she's like, you need to go into politics. And of course I like straight at her and I laugh. I'm like, there's mom, there's no way I could go into politics. Like I, I'm not like a 50 year old man, you know, like that's not my thing. I would never, um, I, I was like, I hate politics. I'll never be in politics, but you know what they say? If you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans, right? So yep. literally a month later, a month later, this is like early 2020. A month later, um, I just turned 14 
And the government, they, the government shuts down churches, the government shuts down schools in the state of California. Like you literally could not even worship you. If you, if you were caught like worshiping in like churches, if you, if you sang praises to Jesus, you could get arrested, which is just crazy wow. that that even happened in America. Um, but I saw what was going on and I was like, this is absolutely not okay. I didn't know nearly as much about the news or constitution or any of that, like as I should have. Um, so I like, honestly, overnight, it became my obsession, Claudia. I like, I was obsessed. I was fully into it. I was, you know, watching the news. I was writing papers and like, this sounds so nerdy. I'm a big nerd. And I was like, writing papers, you know, like why the government shouldn't be allowed to shut down churches, reading them in my living room to my parents and my grandparents, <laughs> which is so silly. But I see like, looking back, what God was doing then, like what seed he was planting, which I didn't even realize it which we talked about, I think, before we started recording, like how God starts working in these little projects and these mm-hmm. little things. And it ultimately leads to something so much greater than we ever could have imagined because he's just that good. And so, yeah, I just uh, kind of became obsessed overnight. Um, I know with the 2020 election being that year, it was a really big political year. Everyone was watching the election. Um, and I realized more and more, like as I um, got into the word of God. And as I started to, you know, start to learn not only what I believed, because I kind of knew what I believed, I knew what my family believed, but I started to learn why I believed it, which was so, so important. I realized more and more and more that we were fighting a spiritual war, not just a, a battle of politics. And so the more the time went on, I never planned on being public about um, about politics. I never planned on being open um, in my conservative views as a Christian, because honestly, Claudia, I was just terrified of what people would think. I was terrified mm-hmm. of what people at my church would think, um, my friends would think, people in our community, because I'm from a very, very small town, like 2,000 people. And so I was terrified. And like, I literally, this is how insecure I was about it. I know that you like literally no one cares, but I would not even follow Donald Trump on my Instagram. I was that I was so scared for what reason? I don't know. Um, but then God changed everything for me. Uh, when, when, I don't want to get too political here, but when Biden swore into office, uh, it was the day of the inauguration. I turned off the TV. I went to my room and like, I honestly, I expected to cry because I was just so tore up about it. And I was just like, oh no, like it wasn't that I like hated Joe Biden or anything. I just saw like what policies were going to be instituted and once he got into office, like, of course I'm still praying for him, but I saw like, oh no, this is like, these, these people are evil. This is good. There's going to be a lot of corruption. It's going to be really sad um, to see the, the long-term effects it's going to have on on our country, on our freedom, on our religious liberty, because we knew they weren't going to weren't going to protect that. And I was so sad. And so the day of the inauguration for Biden, I went to my room. I thought I was going to cry. Like I was so upset. And Claudia, I just started praising the Lord. I just started praying. I was like not even 15 years old. And I was like, Lord, if there's any way that you can use me, I know I'm 14. Like I know nobody's going to listen to a kid, but like, just use me. I'll do it. Like, I'm not afraid anymore. Like the spirit of fear just broke off of me that day. I no longer cared. This new boldness, new fire um, was just lit under me. And and it's really never went away. Of course, there have been times where it's like, do I really even like want to be doing this? Because people are so mean and like, it's so much more peaceful off of social media, which I know you can relate to. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, it just kind of, 
it, it started from that and it took off and became this whole thing. I started like working for campaigns, um, national campaigns, statewide campaigns, uh, had conversations with some of the biggest political leaders in America. Yeah. Meet with President Trump, a few different governors, but Governor Ron DeSantis um, from Florida, Tucker Carlson, you may have heard of him before. Yes, I saw that. Big media figurehead. And it's just been so cool to like meet these people, to like pray over these people, to lay hands on them and pray with them, to look the president, the former president in the eye and tell him, Mr. President, I believe God's anointed you for such a time as this. I've been praying for you. Like what? I'm just a little girl from a nowhere town in Alabama. This is only a story that God could write. And I truly believe he's not, he's not done with me. He's not done with you. He's literally just getting started with us. And I think that honestly, what you are doing and what I'm doing, what so many other young people are doing is going to play such a big part. And I'm just so, so excited about the the role that it's going to play in revival happening in our country. Like I have never been more excited than I have the past few weeks to see what continues to unfold over the next year. Like there is something happening here. I've not given up on Gen Z and just like this whole story um, of how I got into politics. I see like God just shows up and shows up and shows up. And even when I doubt him, even when I turn away from him, when I'm not giving him attention, he keeps showing up and I know he's he's not done I'm sorry I'm so excited <laughs> no I I uh, think that that's just amazing and I love I love how passionate you are about these things you. too and it's like it's obvious that this is something that God's really placed in your heart to be like this just fiery personality and talking to people about like hey like first of all I love the fact that you talked about how you just wanted God to give you like hope again um, I think you mentioned that like a few weeks ago, you were just asking God, like, would you, would you give me some more hope and stuff? And now to just see, Hey, like I'm not done having faith that God can move in our country. And it's really, it can be really hard. Like, especially um, with world events, like just to get like this kind of despair to settle in to kind of be like, well, like it's only going downhill from here and who knows what's going to happen. And like, I feel like that it's also mindset because it's like, yes, but our generation and like the generation before and the like each generation I believe has a specific thing about them and it's just like it's so cool to see what God is doing and like I feel like that our generation specifically is so creative and they're so they have big ideas and they chase after them innovative innovative. Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I was (laughs) just gonna say and so it's really cool just to see them and what I like too about what you were saying I just want to make this point I remember two years ago um yeah it was two years ago I remember two years ago and this is a rabbit trail but I love rabbit trails here so no problem bring it on Um, yeah so two years ago I was in a cosmetology lab because I nobody like I don't think I've ever shared this publicly on the podcast but I was in a cosmetology lab because I went to cosmetology school for two years basically as a part of my high school program super cool loved it I'm walking around in this lab because for part of our class, we had to like do practice and stuff. And almost every other day for an hour and a half, what would I do is I would listen to podcasts and I loved podcasts so much. I'd listen to so many. I'd listen to them like whenever I was getting ready for the morning and whenever I was in those labs and like any free time, I had so much free time in that public school. And so I would just constantly, constantly listen to podcasts, right? Never in a million years would I thought that I would be a voice speaking on a podcast Um, I thought, yeah, I would like to do that one day. I think I'll do that one day. But did I think that my senior year would be spent me talking on a podcast? Absolutely not. And I remember there were times I would hear these voices through my headphones, or I would watch them. 
and be like, oh, like they've just made it in their life. And I would compare (laughs) myself even to them. And I would think like, yeah, but like if they only knew where I was in this situation. And so what I want to just bring full closure to that is in Caroline's story, one thing that I really liked what you were talking about is a lot of times we have a tendency with media and it's like a new thing that we're all going through for the first time. We're all like experiencing this for the first time is it's really easy to look at somebody and be like, they made it. So they might just must not have any struggles and like they made it. So like, they're just, they just have life figured out or whatever it is. Or like, I don't know how I would be able to do that. I don't. And the thing about what I find really interesting about me and Caroline both is in our stories, God was the one who did them. We just showed up every day and we just did what we were passionate about, what we just continually followed God and he took us. And I think so often people are trying to work. They're trying to get ahead of God. They're trying to make it happen for themselves. When in reality, like when it's God, he will make it happen to you. And sometimes all it takes is the 14 year old showing up in the living room going, I wrote this and I have no clue why I'm writing this, but like, I'm writing this and I'm reading it, but I don't think that the big moment happens. Like later, if you go on to write books or anything, I don't think those moments happen without the standing in the living room as a 14 year old. That is so good. Probably. Yeah. Probably not even knowing what the half of the things that you're talking, like you're, you know, from a perspective, but like, you're just starting out, you're just learning. Right. And like, again, this moment doesn't happen if I'm not faithful in the moments when nobody sees me, whenever it's just me and my family, because those are the times, like those times of character, I would not trade them for the world. Cause those are the things that taught me and brought me like, y'all better be happy that my first video I made wasn't viral because I, yes. mean, I would be in a totally different place. I wouldn't be talking about God, like as my job now, um, I would probably be doing something like fashion and stuff. But I know that was a long rabbit trail, but I just want to encourage you guys just because right now you're not fulfilling this calling, this big thing that we always talk about, like God's place on you. It doesn't mean that in five years, in two, like don't underestimate what God can do in a month. Like I, I was reading my devotional and it said, all it takes is one second of God. And I was oh, like, oh, that's good. that's good. I was like, I love that. I love that. Um, But I was going to ask you as well. So, yeah, I did see that you'd met like Trump and Tucker Carlson and like a bunch of different political people, which is just like crazy. Like when you think about a 17 year old meeting these people, walk us through a little bit more specifically. How did you even get on these campaigns to meet these? OK, people? God. Um, But yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll definitely uh, walk you through it. Honestly, like. I have no answers aside from God. Everyone thinks that like I work my butt off and like I've just like all I do is like, you know, I sit at my desk and I call like 200 people, but that's not true at all. And when I've talked with other people in politics, it's so weird because a lot of them I don't relate to at all. And I'm not saying that God doesn't have a calling on their life. I'm not saying that they're special, but I'm saying there's so much striving that goes on in the political world that like I cannot yeah. relate to at all. I'm not I'm not like trying to say we shouldn't work hard um, at all. But it's like when you leave it in God's hands, and and this is obviously not an original quote, but like you will see his hands in everything. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, man, I mean, President Trump, I I went to several rallies before I got to meet him. Like I met I went to my first rally when I was like 13 and I met him when I was 16. And so, you know, there was a lot of like in between time 
between then and when I met him, where I was just praying like, Lord, I pray that one day you let me get to meet President Trump and encourage him. But until then, like, what a, what a weird, bold prayer to pray. Like, why would you, why would you even ask that? But I mean, without those prayers, there's no way I would have gotten to meet him. And, you know, President Trump's just a person, but God uses people just like he has used you to accomplish these big things. And for his kingdom, even if they aren't fully sold out to God, yeah, he can still use them and still work in, in mighty ways. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, Claudia, I have, you know, I've just tried to bring Jesus with me where I go. And politics is such a mission field. Even Republican politics is such a mission field because what I've found and like this is so discouraging um, or it discouraged me for a long time. It's that so many people in politics make a certain political party their God, their savior. They make a certain candidate, even if that candidate stands for good policies, whatever. They make that person out to be like their God, their savior. And uh, it's just oh, it's it's so discouraging, so disheartening. And so wherever I go, I try to just bring Jesus with me um, just to be a lot for him. And I just remember that no matter what, no matter where I'm at, like I'm not here to make my name known. I'm here to make his name known. And through that, I mean, so many more doors are open than if you were just promoting yourself. Hey, I'm so great because blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not great at all. God's great. But like, hey, I, I you know, I, I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I didn't want to be in politics to begin with. I swore it off and God's used me. So I have to believe that he's doing something here, that he's going to keep opening doors. And yeah, I mean, of course, like, for example, Tucker Carlson, I, don't, I haven't shared this part of the story. But the week after he was fired, he had been scheduled for months to speak at an event that is literally in my hometown, in wow. my home. He does no speaking engagements. He does like one a year, one a year at a huge conference. But he was speaking at a small little performing arts center in my hometown for this adults with disabilities like organization. He never accepts speaking requests. So when I saw that he was coming, I'm like, oh, like I would really love to meet him. Um, so, of course, I step out in faith. And I do like the crazy, you know, I do the crazy stuff. Like I, I literally called the president of the organization. All I, I didn't know him. I don't have any connections. All I did was Google, like who's in charge of the event. And I'd get their number on Google and call it. <laughs> like that's all. Their numbers are usually on the website. I called him and I was like, hey, I, like, I love what your organization is doing. Uh, you know, I, I, I've already bought tickets to to support what you're doing. I'd love to meet Tucker, but if not, that's okay too. And he's like, oh yeah, for sure. We'll let you meet him. And that's the same wow. thing that happened with President Trump. Um, there, I, I had the phone number of a guy that was running for um, state house in Georgia. And I had just kept up with this man. I'd, you know, I'd, I'd made phone calls for his campaign. I'd texted him and been like, hey, I'm praying for you. Not trying to get anything, but it just so happened that the same guy was hosting the reception for President Trump. So when the time came, when the moment was there, he reached out. It was like, Caroline, hey, you want to be President Trump? Same thing with Governor DeSantis. It was that I had been keeping up with um, one of the big, he's like, a, he's a chairman. He plays a big role in politics in here locally in my state, in Alabama. Um, and I just, I kept up with him, texted him, hey, love what you're doing with this. Thank you for fighting for our freedom. I'm praying for you. And then what happens Governor DeSantis comes to Alabama. Hey, Caroline, you want to be Governor DeSantis? And so it's really just crazy when you show up and you're an encouragement and you're a light and you're like, you really are praying for these people. You're not wanting anything in return. God will give you tenfold. Like if you're doing it for his kingdom, he's going to keep showing up and he's going to give you more than you could ask for. 
or imagine. So I know that sounds crazy. I'm not saying you shouldn't put in the work to get to where you want to go, but like, it's all God. Like you said, we did not do this. Like his yoke is easy. His burden is light. We didn't do any of this. We're just here chilling. We're living our lives and God is open indoors. So it's just so crazy. And to anyone out there who feels discouraged, who feels like I'm not enough. I can never be doing what Caroline's doing. I could never be doing what Claudia's doing. Oh goodness. All the TikToks that she posts today. I don't think, <laughs> I mean, that girl has the, I don't know how much caffeine you drinking today, Claudia. <laughs> oh my goodness. You gotta keep it going. Human. You're superhuman, but for real, I'm amazed. Um, But like for real, for anyone out there who's, you know, even a young woman, I'm sure you have a lot of like young women listeners who's thinking I'm not good enough. Like girl, you don't qualify yourself. Other people don't qualify you. A degree doesn't qualify you. God qualifies you. So if he's put something on your heart, even if it's, you know, not to be done until 10 years from now, he's going to qualify you to do it. He's going to put you in rooms that you feel uncomfortable in that you feel like, oh, I do not belong here. But trust me, you have been placed and positioned where you're at so strategically, so purposefully for such a time as this. And I know Claudia can definitely uh, testify to that, um, that you can just yeah. be allowed wherever you're at, even if that's not in a room with the president, even if that's not in front of hundreds of thousands of followers on TikTok, like you can be walking out your calling every single day. Just stay obedient to the Lord, be an encouragement to others. Try not to just like promote yourself, but just promote Jesus and he's going to get you where you want to go. Yes. Wow. That is, that is so good. There were like, five things that I was just like, oh, they need to go back and like, listen to that again. Um, I think that's just, I I love your perspective on those things. Like, I, I think that you're just very humble and like, you're very wise beyond your years of just like saying, hey guys, like, this is my thing that I really like, but it may not be your thing. And like, I think we were, like, you said this earlier too, like, the world does not need more Carolines and Claudias. Like the world needs more yous and yous and yous and whoever you are. Like if you're not showing up and doing what God has designed you to do, like don't try to do what I'm doing. Don't try to do it. She's doing like be who God designed you to be. Um, But I, I really just love like this whole aspect too that I want to hit on. And I feel like it's so undermined, especially depending on if you go to like a super conservative church or not, is this aspect of faith. And I'm not over here to be like, okay, name it and claim it. And there are a lot of things that I would have loved in those prayers for God to be like, yes, and here you go. But I think that faith is such an evident theme in the Bible. And like, I love English. I can be a literature geek at times, but the Bible is also literature. And a major theme in the Bible is is faith. And it's just crazy because I remember growing up, I would have all these dreams and then people would kind of be like, yeah, but then you'll meet the real world and that can never happen. And you exactly. can never do that. All the realists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and, and, God dreams. Yes. And, and I remember just thinking, oh, well, maybe this is the real world. But like, I kept this weird delusional optimism mm-hmm. of like, okay, but I'm going to trust that God can do this. And I remember like, and, and it's not always going to be linear. It's not always like, yes, I'm where I am now, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you guys don't see that happen in my life. There are a lot of different struggles that you guys see and like, yeah, I'm getting to do some awesome things and like God's being able to fulfill my calling, but it's only because I've submitted it to him first. And so I would just encourage you guys like have faith because the people who I find who are doing things that they hate doing from nine to five all day, every day, 
are a lot of people who are not continually having faith. Oh, God is and can and will use me because if he put me on this planet with these desires, it wasn't just to disappoint me. He put me with these desires for a purpose. And like, if you look at Joseph, he told Joseph, this is what you're going to do. But he didn't tell Joseph how he was going to get there. Because if Joseph knew the how he was going to get there, he probably would have tapped out and been like, okay, I'm done. Like, oh, I, that's, that's not worth it, right? But that's but good. because he said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Now, trust me. Mm-hmm. He was able to take him on this path to give him the character so that he could support that. So I think a lot of people stop in the character development phase. And I just don't think that that's what God intends us to do. Um, so I just, I love what you were talking about. I love, that was, again, another rabbit trail. Um, the other thing I wanted okay. to mention okay. as well. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention as well, though, is you were talking about just the perspective. Sometimes people make one political party or another, their God. And I, I loved what you said about that. Cause I feel like in Christian politics specifically, like we have to make that a big thing is like there, I feel like there's typically a lot of religious people affiliated with one one party or another and I think that it's one of those things where it's like we also have to realize that there are bad people on both sides of the equation corruption literally everywhere and and it's not just about like I kind of reminds me of in the bible where it's like well I'm of Apollos well I'm of Paul and I'm of I'm of this and it's like okay but we're all of Jesus right and so the whole goal I've met people that have agreed with me politically and I'm like, yep, like we're on the same wavelength. I get you, you get me. And it's because we're both following Jesus and we've both been led to the same convictions. And then I know I have one friend and I love her to death. She is like probably like right in the middle, right? But she is definitely more to like one side than I am. And I remember like, I love talking with her because she gives me just a different take on like everything. And I can like, whenever I look at it, I'm like, oh my goodness, like, you're one of the only Christians I know, like, that believes what you believe. Um, But I love talking to you about it, because she's educated, and she believes what she believes. And this is my biggest thing, because she's following Jesus, and he's led her to these convictions. And so I'm like, you know what, and at the end of the day, we'll get done with our conversations, we'll be like, you know, we disagree with each other. Love each other, yeah. But at the same time, like I totally respect you, and I feel like that my mindset has been better by this conversation. Now, not everybody who disagrees with me do I want to have a conversation with. Um, <laughs> yeah, I second that because I'm just like I don't respect where you got your information from. I don't even know if you know where you got your information from, and I think it. But I think it is important to be around people who disagree with you and who still carry the banner of Jesus because we're going after Jesus. We're not going after this or that or whatever it is. So yeah, I'd love for you to speak on that too. Oh my goodness. This is like my favorite thing ever. I would love to speak on that. And man, what you said is just so good. Like I literally have people in my own family, um, own extended family who are like, I, they walk out, they live for Jesus, but they're still voting for the other party. And you know, there is like a real dilemma I have there because there's some major issues and um you can edit this out if you want i don't know i don't i'm not going to get like super into You're it You're good. but major issues and the biggest one being is abortion i'm like how could you believe what the word of god says which is that he like he formed us he knitted us in right. our mother's womb like he created us so intentionally like for such a time as this like how could you believe that you know as a christian as a follower of jesus that abortion is okay that to play the role of god is okay. Now, I'm not saying that from a place of like criticism or or hate because like 
I relate to this in such a deep level. Someone in my family actually had an abortion. Um, and it just, it really hits different when, when you, like you have that, you know, so, so close to you. So right. in such a personal way. And it's like, as Christians, we are called to love one another, but with that issue specifically, and I don't want to like get off on, on just that one thing, but I promise I'm like, I'm, I'm going to make a point here. Oh yeah. No, I love so like, that. We have to love, you know, not just the mother, but to love the baby and the mother. And like, they're both human beings. And, and to see just so many people that I know that are like followers of Jesus, they've grown up in church, vote a certain way that would like promote abortion and, and, and vote, you know, to, to keep abortion legal. And in a lot of states, it's really disheartening. And it has me confused. And honestly, Claudia, I've cried over this before. I'm like, how could they like be living for Jesus? How could they be like talking with me about the gospel one minute and then be at the ballot box the next minute voting these evil, evil people into office. Now, like I've said, like you said earlier, and this is such a good point, there is corruption everywhere. We live in a fallen world in politics. Let me tell you, everything that I heard about politics before I get into po- before I got into it, like they're nasty, they're nasty people on both sides. It's absolutely true. There are so many lost, deceived, corrupt people in the Republican party as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, you don't need to overlook that. There are some very perverted, very, very messed up evil people um, who don't believe what we believe as far as of Jesus at all. But that said, we have to just as Christians, when it comes to like our political approach, I would say we have to look at what the word of God says. And if we take the word of God to be what we say we do, which is as truth, truth that overrides my truth, because my truth doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Claudia's truth doesn't exist. It's God's truth. God's truth exists. I believe in God's truth. I know Claudia, I know you believe in God's Mm -hmm. truth too. And it's to take his truth and say, okay, what does God say about this? What does God say about that? And to vote in alignment with that, because you can't go wrong. You absolutely can't go wrong. God is the creator of all. He is He is so good. He is so righteous. So if you're voting in alignment with his word and his truth, it doesn't matter. Like you cannot go wrong. You absolutely can't go wrong. Now, look, there are imperfect people, no matter who, like we're all imperfect people. We're all sinners. And it's been hard to meet so many Christians, especially young Christians who are like, I'm not going to vote because they're not, they're not followers of Jesus. I'm not going to vote for, you know, I'm not going to vote because this candidate is not spirit filled, but like at the end of the day, I mean, I hate it. I pray that we have godly politicians. Like I pray that we have these people that get in back into the white house, they get into the, you know, the house, get into the Senate that love the Lord even more than they love America. They seek after the Lord even more than they seek after winning their own elections. But you still have to like be in this world, but not of it. So you still have to be voting for, you know, what aligns most with God's will. Because if you're not going to do that, then we're going to end up with these completely ridiculous evil people in office. So yeah, like wrapping up as a Christian in politics, it's not necessarily about your feelings and it's not necessarily about what your truth is, but it's more so about what is God's truth. Look at God's truth. Don't listen to CNN. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to Newsmax. I'm telling you that having been on Fox News and Newsmax, don't listen to them. Don't make them your primary source of information and listen to the word of God. People will always lead you astray, but God will never, ever lead you astray. So if you were in the word of God, you're looking at what he says and you're voting based off of that, you cannot go wrong. You will not go wrong. Whoop, preach. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Okay. So I was I, like, I gotta go. I gotta like, I gotta wrap yes, it up. I think I, I, forever. 
I think you touched on like the question I was just about to ask you as well, um, which is just, I see a lot of people too in our day and age and I see a lot of young people and they have this mindset of, I don't like, I don't need to have a stance on this. I don't need, like if I just, and with multiple areas of their life, if I just avoid the problem, it's not there. Oh. I think there was a quote of somebody who I looked up to and respect, um, but he was like some leader of something I was at and he was one of my dad's friends and he said something like, well, whenever I see a problem, I just pretend like it doesn't exist for three days. And if it's still there, then I guess I have to deal with it. But I'm like, that's horrible. Like, that's actually a horrible. <laughs> not do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's actually a horrible way um, to do things. But so many people, they, first of all, we like to be spoon fed things. Mm. And I get it. There's a lot of times. And man, if you want to put me on a rant, like so often people want to spoon feed Christianity. They, instead of saying, okay, I'm going to do my research on this and, figure things out and do this hard work of trying to find out truth and what is filtered by this lens from the media or this lens from the media. Um, they, they just are like, okay, well, I'm just going to listen to this person who I like and who I feel like I trust. And they're going to tell me something and I'm going to believe them instead of like, just looking for multiple perspectives, multiple different things. And like in Christianity, like I said, like so often people, people want to kind of read a little bit, but not dwell with God. And then they want to listen to podcasts and they, which podcasts are great. And I love podcasts, but all they want to do is podcasts and sermons. And then like, okay, well, they told me their interpretation of it. It's like the same thing for, again, the media, like media is someone's interpretation of these facts. And so I just encourage you, if you're a young person the only way like revival is going to happen is if you have a stance on these issues, you're, you know what you're talking about. And like, so often we're like, I want a revival. And it's like, no, politics should not be your idol. It should not be your, your God. But I think that at the same time, we need to be involved in them because that's how we bring about change in our world. And as much as we can all hate it, King Jesus is not the one ruling. So we do really have to decide, okay, like, I encourage you guys vote, even if, even if you're like, I don't know, like, maybe I don't like either of the candidates, vote for what you believe and pray about who you're going to vote, about the better option is, because I think the Bible even talks about praying for your leaders, praying for these, because this is kind of the the people who are going to shape our nation. And yeah, it's kind of like choosing the the better of the two evils, Um, but you just, you have to pray, you have to figure it so often people are like, Claudia they'll ask me political questions about what do you think about this what do you think about this and I'm like okay at the end of the day like I can give you my opinion but you need you need to figure this out you need to to dwell with the Holy Spirit and to see where he's leading you because that's where I'm getting my information from um so anyway yeah I think that I think that that's just you know one of the main things that and I'm happy that you touched on it is like have a stance educate yourself because I think God really wants us to um but just to wrap up Sally oh my goodness like we've time has flown by and I've just loved this conversation it is so much fun but to wrap up I'm gonna ask you what I ask everyone how do you handle the haters in your life because I know you got a lot oh yes (laughs) ma'am you know it um and I know that you can wholeheartedly relate to it um people oh honestly when I first got into like social media and stuff and I started getting a few hate comments, Claudia, I was just kind of like, oh, they're mean. And they kind of got to me a little bit, but now my heart breaks for them. 
I'm like, these people are so deceived. Like they don't realize what's going on. And like, if, if we don't get to them, if the Lord, like, if we don't push in, if the Lord doesn't, you know, get to them, if they don't seek after him, like this is it for them. They, they won't experience eternity. They won't ever live. Like they won't ever experience the joy of the Lord. So my heart breaks for them in the way that I deal with haters. And I used to not do this. I know it sounds weird, but this is how I do it. Every single night, every single morning, I pray that God blesses those who persecute me. And I know that sounds, that sounds kind of crazy. It sounds kind of weird, but I have grown to just love them so much. That sounds like these creepy people on the internet with no profile pictures and no, like a weird username with 50 numbers. Like, I'm just like, oh, I just wish you knew how loved you were. I just wish you knew that like, you're not bothering me. And one other thing I always remind myself is, you know, it's in the Bible. God says like, they hated me first. It is a promise that if you are standing on the word of God, if you're walking out, if you're living like Jesus, they are going to hate you. That's just a promise. And so honestly, I see it as encouragement. I used to not see it as that at all. 14 year old me would be like, what are you saying? 17 year old Caroline, you see the haters as encouragement. But yes, I totally do because it means that we are doing something right. If you're being persecuted, that means you're living more like Jesus. Yes. Wow. That's, that's a good take, I think. And I think it's just so evident as you guys can hear, like, she is a faith-filled woman of God and she's like praying and prayer is so important, but pray for your enemies because that's literally what the Bible commands us to do because what's the remedy for our enemies, for our haters? I don't always know, but I know the Bible says to pray for them. So somehow that's got to help. So anyway, Mm -hmm. Caroline, I have so enjoyed you being on the podcast. I hope to have you on again because man, this is just, this has been such an easy and fun like podcast I felt like there were like 10 million more questions I would love to um ask you um but I hope you guys have an amazing Tuesday a great Christmas and if you don't mind go ahead and rate and review the no haters club podcast because that would help me a lot I also set up a patreon so follow us on all the social media channels they will be in the bio as well as Caroline's social media handles so Anyway, with that being said, have an amazing Tuesday and amazing place. I feel my heart erase. So catch me if I fall.